What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. You were working on typewriters this time. Barry Horn. I don't even know who you are anymore. Where were you last week? Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about colleges. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the college Ballsy with a Z podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Sports Day DFW podcast, Ballsy, in our new digs. In the, are we calling this the Statler Library? Are we calling this the... It's the, it's the Dallas Morning News, Kevin. It is? What are we listening to? We're, Whose phone is going off? I don't know. That That's Barry. That's Evan's that's laptop. my computer. That oh, was, my sorry gosh. Sorry about that. Oh, oh my God. gosh. How what, what, you, what, 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 what came on? It was something from the ESPN website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn, who turned down the volume on his yeah, laptop. All the rest of us were professional, except for the guy over there, Evan Grant, who's uh, who's trying to, to find, do a little homework here before we get going on our podcast. Because today we're going to talk about what the old CFP committee came up with on Sunday, which we knew that we were pretty sure that Oklahoma was in. We knew Clemson was in. We were pretty sure Oklahoma well, we did, was no, in. No, we didn't know any of that until Saturday. Well, we knew Clemson was in. They killed Miami. No, no, we didn't. They were already we, in the top we, we didn't know before that, any of that was going to happen until Saturday. Until Those Saturday, games were in play. no, no, I'm talking yeah. about Sunday. Right, I'm talking right. about after Saturday. We we knew that. Right. Was there any way Oklahoma would with a win? And was there any kind of win that would have been bad for Oklahoma? Because Lord knows we've seen what a bad. Win. Oh, absolutely. What 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 kind of win for Oklahoma would have kept them out? Anything? Nothing would have kept them out. Uh, no win would have kept them if out. If they'd given up a lot of points. Well, they ended up, you know, pretty good. You know, they ended would up Would a 52-51 overtime win been been enough? It might have been problematic, I think. I think it would have been. I, you know, I, I think I, it would have been. I think they still would have made it. But uh, because here's the thing. If you had put them in, I mean, if you had taken them out and taken Ohio State and two SEC teams, you know, an Ohio State team with two losses, and two SEC teams, well, you know, and then there's no Pac-12, there's no SEC. That would have been awful. But they don't. The of course, there's no Big Ten team now. The committee doesn't seem to care. No, they don't. But you know what? I'm not shocked at all that they were. Apparently, the coaches were all uh, campaigning for Alabama. I'm not shocked at all, uh, despite the fact that Alabama didn't have a great schedule. Uh, despite the fact that Alabama lost late, but they lost to Georgia, so that's it was not a. Auburn. Auburn. I mean, it was not a it was not a not a bad loss. Obviously, you're, you're losing to a team, even though Auburn kind of got you know Hammered trucked by, by, that team by, from, by Georgia. What, was it Georgia? Is that yeah, the that's team? what it was. So uh, you know, because the because here's how the coaches think: the coaches look at NFL talent, and they see all that NFL talent on the Alabama roster, and that's why they like them. That's why they've liked Ohio State these last few years, and that's why they were you know. You know, they're, the coaches are always going to make sure everything they do possible. The, the, the most talent on the, any of these teams were Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Those are the ones with the most NFL Could, talent. Can I bring up a point that you're going to discount immediately? Oh, no. Go you, ahead. Know, you know what 
college team playing the two highest, most watched games uh, of the con- of the season this year? In Ohio the country? State? No. No? No. No? No. That's why they're Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. You know, and, and considering where they come from, they, there's no large market. You know, the Big Ten, they have they get a lot of people to watch their games. Right. But they're in a lot of big markets. But the coaches don't care about that. No, no. I'm, I'm not saying the coaches, but. Somewhere in there, somewhere in there, somebody must have pointed. This I don't. Out. I don't think. I don't think that ratings matter. Oh, I think you're wrong. Ratings matter in everything because that's where the money comes from. I, I, here's what I think. No one brings it up. No one says we need to get Alabama on here because. Oh, of the they ratings. might bring it up, but everybody's. I'm telling you, people right. are thinking that. All right, Kev, that. So the, the 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 discussion yesterday was Alabama or, or Ohio State. Yeah. Um. You got a case to make for one of the two. I'll make my case for Alabama over Ohio State. First but, of all, uh, I have a you know we we would have had for the first time a team with two losses with Ohio State. Correct? Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? I'm off the top of my head. I believe that. Look that up, Barry. While I'm sitting here. Well, talking. What, what am I? Barapedia? No, I I think that I, you, you make a really good research assistant, and I'm going to make sure that when they had the next round of layoffs, that you get my – you're going to be my research assistant. Thank you. All right, yeah. go ahead and state your case. My, my case for, for Alabama is just what I said, that, uh, you know, they are uh, – they, they have great talent, so you, you know they're going to be rep- – I think here's what the coaches are afraid of. The coaches are afraid that a team is going to get in here. They've been a scrappy team all year and a bunch of overachievers, and then they get into the semifinals – uh, and then they just get their their brains beat out. Kind of like Oklahoma did the last time. Well, kind of well, like Ohio State did last year. Well, absolutely, and that, that can happen. But when you got great talent, it kind of helps ensure the fact that you're you're going to have a good game at least. You should have a good game, and these things are obviously well coached. You know that. So when you've got great talent and a great coach, then then the, the then the coaches feel good about you putting on a good uh, effort here. You know the chances of you blowing up are, are pretty slim. So uh, there's that. There's the fact that, that that Alabama's even though their schedule wasn't great, uh, their only loss was to Auburn. Uh, Auburn's a pretty good team. Uh, uh, so so them getting in, I think, is uh, over. I, yes, I would have taken them over Ohio State if those if those are my two options, which they were. I don't think we really had another realistic option there. Uh, not after Wisconsin lost. That was another. Correct. Although I, I do think that Wisconsin played pretty well in that game. But they played a terrible schedule. You know, Ohio State plays a, played a good non-conference schedule. That should have been a consideration. I think that Ohio State is the biggest underachiever in college football. And well, pretty much is almost, even when they even when they win national championships. But when they lost, they lost. Yes, when they lost, they got hammered. By Iowa. All right, I'm going to make Just the case hammered. for Ohio State, and, okay, and it, it all comes down to resume. Yeah. Um. I I think if you're if you're charged, I, I want to say this that going into the Big Ten game, I said I got zero issue with the winner of that game being the fourth team in. Um. <clears throat> that said, the case for Ohio State is they were conference champions of of one of the four best conferences and you could make the you could make the case this year that the Big 10 was if not the second best conference then the best in in college football. Really? Do you think so? The Big 10? I think you could make that case. I don't know. I, it wasn't a great year. Maybe it's parity, but I, I I think that there's no conference that stands head and shoulders above anybody else. They had How do you have Ohio State being conference champions? Well, they won the they won their conference. They beat Wisconsin. Okay. That's why I have them as conference champions. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, they beat 
their resume includes wins over the team that finished number six in the CFP poll, right. number nine in the CFP poll, and number 16 in the CFP poll. Right. Alabama's top two wins are over 17, LSU, and 23, Mississippi State. Right. Ohio State's biggest Ohio State's loss was, or, or high-profile loss, was to the number two team in the CFP poll, Oklahoma. And? Whereas, hang on. Whereas Alabama's loss was, was to Auburn. Right. Now, what I did hear Kirby Hoketz say, and, and it did, because I thought that at the end of this, you know, you make the case based on what teams won, not what teams lost. And Kirby Hoketz made the, made the point yesterday in the, in the selection show that, no, that 31-point loss to Iowa really hurt Ohio State in, in the committee standing. And where um, did Iowa finish, by the way? Iowa did not finish. Iowa finished seven and five. Right. Yeah, seven there are five, five lost teams. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I think on on resume you can make a case for Ohio State. I think, as somebody brought up to me yesterday, or maybe it was Saturday night, who's got the better shot of beating Clemson? Uh, yeah. Here's here's my issue. Which team, Ohio State or or? It depends on what you get. Or it, Alabama. It, it depends on what you get from JT Barrett. Uh, he, I, I, JT Barrett's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts is. He's more th- – th- their offense can do more things. I think you you saw in the loss, uh, in uh, Alabama's loss to Auburn, you saw that when, when they get behind, uh, as they were late in that game, Jalen Hurts is not going to be able to bring you back. So you, he, you, he can't throw. I just want to make this clear. You like Ohio State's quarterback from the state of Texas better than you like Alabama's yeah, quarterback from the state of it, Texas. It, you know, for, for what they do – for what Alabama's team is built, you know, around. and if if Auburn had won, <laughs> they'd have another. You'd have four quarterbacks from the state of Texas in the finals. Yeah, absolutely, possibly. Yeah, possible. Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. So uh, I I think you know, for me that's why in this listen I think Oklahoma has got as good a chance to win it all as anybody. I think that Clemson's going to be the favorite, obviously. But I, I think Alabama opened as a favorite over Clemson. I, I that's the same thing as Cowboys opening as, as a favorite. It's, yeah, it's just it's a bogus the, line. The betting line is not something. Barry, uh, what's your case to make? You guys didn't give me a case. Oh, you guys you gave you guys gave me a different case that this fourteen playoff is ridiculous, and I I, I agree because I, I I asked you to either take the point of the playoff. It's is, ridiculous. Is a good system. For, or the it's not? the four, four teams is, is not a good system, and. With all due respect to student athletes who would have to play another game, uh, the, which the NCAA apparently fears, uh, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand the academic argument is absurd. Um, let me ask you guys this question before we move on: Who's your Cinderella team in this? Who's your Who's your team to root for? That's That's a Cinderella. There are no Cinderellas in this. Okay, there there just aren't any. There's no team in here that's not a big, powerful. Yeah, it's not a not a great Alabama team. I, but I, they're I, not. You can't. You cannot call Alabama Cinderella. You can, well, no. There, there's no team in here to, to capture the public's imagination. Well, there, there, there shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't think. No. I, I don't know. Not when you get. You know how many times you can make all, you can make all this. But I know what you're going. You're going to the Final Four analogy. But go yes. to the Final Four, and how many years do you get a George Mason in the Final but, Four? But, Once in a but, decade? But, the, but, well, they, but, but it, makes it, it makes it it makes it interesting. It makes it exciting. You're, but you're playing your way to that. You le- you've at least built a resume. And here, here's okay, the thing. The academic, the academic argument, I completely – there's no academic argument to be made. But, but there is a – But there is an argument to be made here. If they're going to play an extra game, Barry, 
they better start giving players some money. Absolutely, no question. Because these players are risking their their livelihood. How can they afford to hire coaches Not for seventy five million dollars? Here's here. the whole issue with the playoff to me, and, and I think this was something that was brought up a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was by Cal Shaw, who's always been against it, and he's absolutely right. The problem is, how are you going to get all these fans to three games? And and that and that's that's the issue because look, I'm out there at the Big Twelve championship game on Saturday, and 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 of course they're playing TCU, a very small fan base. There were they said sixty two thousand people there. Now there's a lot of Oklahoma people there. There were, but this is a pretty easy trip. This is you yeah, got TCU absolutely. people or next door. Only sixty two thousand. Only sixty two thousand. Wow. T- you got the people next door in Fort Worth, and then people are just driving two and a half hours down from Oklahoma, and that's not counting all the people from Oklahoma who live here anyway. Right. So, so to me, we discussed that. That was we brought that up with Bob Bowlesby. We asked. We said. Listen, is that a concern that in your and and you know I and he said, oh, we we think it's fine. I talked to another Big Twelve official who said, yeah, it is a concern because we're not sure if people are saving their money. You know, do I save my money to go to the bowl game? How, how much was the ticket to the game the other day? Uh, I, I don't have any idea. It, it, whatever it was, it was too expensive. It was too it was too well, much. Anytime you're playing in Jerry uh, World, it's going to be expensive. But but I, it, it probably wasn't that expensive. <laughs> but uh, but it's, but it's a concern. Uh, it, and so to me, what you have to do expensive. if you're going to expand the playoffs, then you have to. Play the higher seeded team plays at home. That's okay, and it is okay. That's with me. okay. That's okay with me too. But that's what you're going to have to do. But even at that, let's say your higher seeded team won. The whole system will never go for that. Well, well right. Evan saying, Evan, I agree with you that we'll have to take no more ball games. No, what you do so what you do is you play the first game in the early part of December before the bowl game. See, so then the second round games are the bowl games. That's the way I think you have to do it. Which essentially is what you have now, right? Right. You're just you're if you're adding a layer. I'm saying take that layer and put it in the front instead of in the back end. That's the only way to make that work. But even like I said, even at that, if you're going to match up a team from Texas with a team from California, and the team from Texas is the home team, the California team still has to okay. travel. If you're a power, let's 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 go back to my argument. If you're a power five conference, right? And if you're a power, there's a reason you're a power five conference. There's a reason you have the name. Don't you think every team, every power five conference should be represented the big 10 are we saying the big 10 oh, you're, you're saying in the selection that way you take it out of the hands of everybody and so you had the, the five conference champions five conference plus champions one. plus well I'd, I'd say plus three because so you're going to eight I'm, i'd like to go to eight you want to go to six oh no i don't you know what i don't have a strong feeling about it uh i i i feel like the four team i was always for a six or eight i'm not so much you know if it goes to six or eight i don't mind I don't have a strong case for that. I think four is so much better than two right. uh, that so, I'm happy with that. I will just say this, and I, 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 I tried to boil this down for people going into this weekend, and year by year it's a different case. But the Pac-12 eliminated itself early in the year. Sure, okay? no, no argument. And that's the biggest thing you have with a four-team playoff is this. There are five Power Five, there are five power five conference champions. One, pa- one conference is going to be eliminated regardless. But I looked at at the schedule, okay, and you could make this case, and you could. I think we could have all lived with this case that going into Saturday, you had the SEC champion Auburn versus Georgia, and the winner of that game deserved to go to the playoff. Yeah, you had the Big Twelve champion. Well, you had the the Big Ten championship, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and I think you could make a valid argument, not necessarily the one that that everybody agrees with, but you could make a valid argument that that winner deserved to go to the playoff. Okay. Well, yeah, you could. You had the more a- so if, if Wisconsin had won. You had the ACC playoff. 
yeah. the ACC championship game with a with a once-beaten Miami team and a once-beaten uh, Clemson team. And you could certainly make the case that that winner goes to the playoffs. I think that Miami would have a hard time getting in. You think if Miami beats number one Clemson in the championship game, then they they're not going? In. You don't think they would have been in? Uh, I think the coaches would have said, "Listen, you—if you wanted to throw all this into, uh, you know, chaos, which is what everybody was doing. You know, everybody's saying, hey, I hope all these other teams pull off the upsets right. because I think that uh, I think this was the this was the best case scenario for everybody. Uh, if if Wisconsin had beaten uh, 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 Ohio State, then Wisconsin would have been in, and that would right. you would have had you would have had four conference champions, right. you know." Uh, yes, you know, and so that would have been everybody's best case scenario. It takes all the pressure off right. the committee, and everybody would say, "Okay, here we go." Can yeah. I ask you? I'd like to back up. Why are you so dismissive of uh, the Pac-12 and USC? Uh, those were, that was the that championship game was, had the two lowest rated teams of all the championship games. But I'm just looking at the USC schedule here. Their, their schedule is a pretty darn good well, schedule outside played, the conference. They, they played a pretty good schedule, but they struggled against Texas. They went. They had to go to they overtime Texas, to beat Texas. But they beat Texas. They, no, they did. They but beat Notre. They who who else did they beat? You got the schedule there. In front no, they of lost. They got killed by Notre Dame. Is, is yeah. what it was. Forty nine fourteen. That's yeah. Right. Not, and Notre Dame lost to Miami badly. They lost to Georgia. Yeah, the Pac-12 was not good this year. Uh, I don't even think the Pac-12 people made an argument. You didn't hear any stink raised by Larry Scott, anybody from the Pac-12 saying that we – which was interesting to me. I, when I talked to Bob Bowlesby before the game and after the game, I'm trying to get him to lobby for his league and for his candidates. And he was – you know, he he went there a little bit, but not a lot, which I'm surprised by. Did these... he get picked on the jury last week? <laughs> yeah, he he missed our podcast last week because he was in because he's on a jury, jury yeah, duty. That's what he said. Did, I didn't ask him about it. Did he get picked? I don't know. I don't know. All right. I, listen, we can we can batter this about all afternoon. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about who, thinks, who we think is going to win? And uh, we'd get nowhere on, on solving this um, because everybody's going to – you know, and, and I think there's never – ever a completely objective argument because it always does come down to the eye test unless you're going to say conference championships are the only criteria. Well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have, as you pointed out, one Power Five conference not making it. We have two two. that didn't make it. So do we think – now, as I said, the Pac-12 had no argument. They weren't any good. The the big the Big Ten had an argument. We had an undefeated team until Saturday. That's a Power Two conference, by the way, the Big Ten. Well, it kind of was this year. I mean, it started out Penn State was was right. great, you but, know, and everybody thought, "Wow, look at all the teams from the." And then it turned out, well, they weren't so great. Right. So, and I'm going to tell you something. I Wisconsin talked about how fundamentally sound they were, and blah 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 blah. It's a bad team and a bad game, and I didn't think. And I, I I was that was the thing that at the end at the beginning of the day, game. I went in saying, "Okay, I am completely okay with the winner of this game going to the championship." I was rooting for Wisconsin. And at the end of the game, I was like, "You know what? I think Bama's got a better shot to beat Clemson than Ohio State does." Oh, I think they do. I, I think that. No, I didn't think it was a bad. Game. I thought that, I, I liked Wisconsin. You could tell Wisconsin's a very well coached team, uh, and I, and I I didn't have a problem with that. I don't think they had the talent level. That, Talent's important. <laughs> it, well, it is. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what the, that's the deal with the coaches. You know, they want to. It, like Barry talks about the the, the when they the, had the to Cinderella. throw the when they had to throw the ball. It's really hard to have a Cinderella football team 
because in in basketball, you know how that is. You got five guys out there on the floor. If you if you if your five guys are really hot one day, you can beat this team that's got eight or nine guys because everybody's making shots, just like you know Villanova made against Georgetown. You get somebody they're going to shoot seventy two percent for that game. North Carolina and State and Houston. Well, that one too. But no, I'm talking specifically. That was a bigger upset. There's there's no there's no Cinderellas in football because if you go five and zero in a Power Five conference to start the year, you're going to be in the top five in the top ten teams. Yeah, it, it's okay. Just, but if you're Central sorry, Florida, let's let's take Central Florida. But they're not a Cinderella team. They're, they ha- they would they were, be they would be considered. Oh, a Cinderella absolutely, team. they would. They, they would be if they got in. But they, there was never a serious consideration. Right, for I, Florida, I, I, for Central I, Florida. I understand that. But that's it, it's a bad, it's a bad conference. Miami was way overrated, way overrated. I mean, you know, they they were yes. Miami's they, in the ACC, different conference. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that Miami won two games. You know, I mean, lost two games. Right. Uh, if they're playing in the SEC, they they lose four or five. You know, very uh, very possibly. Yeah. So, but I mean, Central Florida was just they were not a consideration. The the, right. the AAC was not going to no. not with their non conference schedule. You no. know, they, it's not going to get them in. So uh, there are no Cinderella. You know, if you want to say, look, if you want to say that. Lincoln Riley as a first-year coach makes them something of a Cinderella story. Okay, if you want to say Kirby Smart, you know, is a second-year coach makes them something. That's fine. But l- listen, I, there are no Cinderella stories, and, and there shouldn't be at this point. There should be the four best teams, and and I'm content that whether you went with Alabama or Ohio State, you got the four best teams. I think that Alabama's got the better shot at beating Clemson. Yeah, I, I did. I did too. Uh, I, I, I think do, I do think that Clemson. You know Kelly Bryant is healthy. Uh, that 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 they had the best shot because he's a pretty good quarterback, and they got a really good defense. They got a really good front four. They they, so they seem to have a really good front four every year now. All right. So, uh, what do you think about this Oklahoma Georgia Rose Bowl? Uh, I I think the the, the thing that's going to be difficult for teams, and that's what I wrote about uh, the other day after the TCU game. This is not your typical garden variety Big Twelve team with you know they they throw the ball all over the lot and so they're really you know exciting but you know they, they don't have a good running game and they and, and they got a lousy defense they don't Oklahoma doesn't have a good defense although it was a very good defense in the second half against TCU they they completely shut down TCU in the second half and now that and TCU doesn't have a great offense but they got a decent one. Uh, with with Kenny Hill can really be a couple of those throws he made in that game uh, were just beautiful. He made a couple of great touchdown throws in that game. So, but the thing that Oklahoma presents is that not only do they have a lot of weapons, they got a couple of really good running backs, they got some really good wide receivers, they got a really good tight end, and then they've got the best player in the country. Uh, and and that's and that's going to be hard to beat. Are you giving him the Heisman Trophy right now? Uh, he's the runaway okay. winner. There's not even a close second. So, the the great thing about Baker Mayfield is not just that he throws the ball so well, and he throws it as well as anybody in the country, is that he runs so well. You know, he had a, he had a a sixty five yard or not wasn't sixty five. It was a fifty five yard run right. in that game the other day. You know, it, he can get out and move, and so when when your quarterback can do all of that, uh, that's just hard to beat. They, 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 whoever they play, I think it'll be a shootout uh, in that semifinal. Well, I mean, when they in the obviously they're playing Georgia in the semifinal. If they get past Georgia, both games will be shootouts. Evan, Evan, who are you going to be rooting for in that game? Well, there's no doubt. I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm a Georgia fan. We know I'm a Georgia fan. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about the opportunity for the University of Georgia to play Oklahoma for the first time ever. I can't believe these two programs have never met. Uh, I'm thrilled that, that Georgia's going to do it in 
what is the the greatest venue I think in in sports. I mean, the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all. It, it, you know, I never bought into the Rose Bowl until I actually walked into that stadium, and it's 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 transcendent. Um, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think it's two great two great bases. I do look at this. I look at the difference between the Georgia Auburn game in Auburn and the Georgia Auburn game at the at the Mercedes Benz Dome. Yeah, Georgia had Georgia still had too many penalties in both games. Okay. They made two awful plays in the kicking game in the first game at Auburn. Did not do that this time around. And that did not put them in a position where Jake Fromm had to make a lot of plays. They were able to continue to run the running game with Michelle and Chubb and Holyfield and uh, Harry and Swift all straight at at Auburn. And I do think that you saw in the third and fourth quarter this start to wear down Auburn. They weren't playing from behind. It also made the play action that much more effective. And I think Fromm is a good play action passer. Um, I, I think that based on what I've seen, I think Georgia's got a little bit more of the athletic uh, defense. And I think that you know having played Auburn twice, um, having played in the SEC, I think they've they've played against some really good pro-style offenses. Mayfield is the best the best playmaker in college football. Um, I think this is going to be – I think this is going to be the best game of the college football playoffs. I think of the three games, this will be the best game. I think it will be the closest game. Uh, and it, to me, it's a question of if Georgia doesn't make the mistakes that it made in that game against Auburn, I give them a very good shot at beating Oklahoma here. I just, I just want to remind listeners that we were supposed to have Barry Switzer on with us today, but we had some technical difficulties. Yeah, he would have so, been fun. So I'll, you I'll, think he I'll, let, 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 let me let me let me let me just say what Barry Switzer might have said if we had him here. We're going to kick their ass. Yeah, that's what he would have said. Here's the thing about Oklahoma in their defense. Obviously, has been their weak point all along. But as, as has been pointed out by our good friend Barry Trammell, their defense has been really weak against Big Twelve teams, uh, teams that throw it. Right. And the team are really adept at throwing the ball. They 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 have struggled against that, as a lot of teams have. But we saw what Oklahoma when 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 Oklahoma beat Ohio State in Columbus earlier this year. I thought, wow, this defense looks terrific. Mike right. Stoops has saved his job, and uh, this team's going places. You know, because they they look so good. They completely, you know, uh, bamboozled J.T. Barrett and and everything they want to do. Uh, so. I really think that uh, that uh, you know a, a strong running game. They really haven't played a team. Uh, I mean, unless you count Ohio State and their offense and what they do, because that, that's built on more of a running spread than it is on a throwing. Uh, that that they have a better chance against a team that's a running team than they do against a, a team that really passes the ball. And, and there's really not a team in the Final Four other than Oklahoma, that throws the ball exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Clemson is right there. They're, they're, they're pretty good. I, I, I think Clemson's the best overall team. Uh, and and so it'll be interesting to me to see how they do against Alabama. I'm just going to be really interested to see Georgia how, how well Georgia controls the ball against, against Oklahoma. If they can continue to run those running backs in and out, I do think that with their, they've got the ability to wear Oklahoma down late. Now, Oklahoma can, can strike quickly. You know, they've got that ability. Yeah, they can. And I am sure that they are going to try and do that. Um, but I have seen I've seen a more athletic Georgia defense than I've seen in a long, long time. They've got play, playmakers. Roquan Swift is 
a tremendous athlete as, as a linebacker, great pass rusher. Um, I, and, and here's the other here's the other thing I would say. This is the other thing that impressed me. And, and look, Kirby Sw- Kirby Smart has a Nick Saban pedigree. Okay, uh-huh. that's worth something. You know, you you took you sure. look you look at what he had to work with after having faced Auburn, and three weeks later getting to play them again. And I think the guy did a great job of making adjustments to, to put them on a better on a better in a better place against Auburn. Yeah. He's got a month now against Oklahoma, um, and and we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll just it, and I and I think that's all. And I think it's all right. And this certainly because I could certainly see uh, Baker Mayfield the, the dark side of him, which is what he was last year when they lost some games early. Who frankly cost them the season, and it was all on his shoulders. Is that he's got a little bit of happy feet sometimes. You see it occasionally where he gets a little pressure and he tries to force something, tries to make something happen when there's nothing there. Or, frankly, if he goes out and takes on any linebackers like he has done on occasion and he gets himself knocked out of the game that's certainly going to be a factor and that's more of a factor with him than I think that it is with any of these other quarterbacks because he he puts himself at risk more than any of these other quarterbacks I just want to tell Evan I think it would be unwise to underestimate Lincoln Riley and what he'll what he'll do in the next month well I'm not I'm not at all and I think the other issue here we have to remember is he's a first look the guy's a first year coach and he's in the playoffs I yeah, but the the other issue for me is that, is that that was Gary Patterson's team that he just that that they lit up. And what and, did Patterson and, say after the game? He said, well, he, Patterson said that this reminded him of the 2008 Oklahoma team with Sam Bradford that went that went to the, the BCS championship game and lost right. to Florida 24 to 14 in a game that really Oklahoma had every chance to win. But uh, what what was Florida? They were an SEC team. They were SEC an, SEC. He also had Tim Tebow. Now Tim Tebow is a little bit better than any of the SEC quarterbacks that are in uh, in here now all right kevin we're about to come to blows we have about six minutes we have a ton of stuff still to get to here's the other here's the other thing i want to get your reaction now jimbo fisher is getting 75 million dollars that's official supposedly guaranteed um and so a&m is essentially paying 85 million dollars over the next 10 years for football coaches why is that 85 because the 10 million 10 million bucks going to someone oh right 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 okay Okay. so what's your take on 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 the the fisher contract you know what i don't have probably the contract they got a lot of money so what i mean why does that matter to me uh you know here's the thing if you're going to pay that kind of money that's the kind of guy you pay it to is jimbo fisher he's one of four active coaches who've won a national title um, and uh, and people are trying to tell stories about oh he's he's a jerk and he's a perfectionist and all that kind of stuff. So is, so is Nick Saban. Yeah. Nick Saban's the biggest jerk in in all of coaching, and all he does is win. I'm not saying that Jimbo Fisher is going to go to A&M and do that. I do think that for all the people who said oh there's no way he'll leave Florida State for A&M, no way, no way, no way. A&M hasn't won a national title since 1939, and that's all that's all right. That's correct. There's a reason why A&M hasn't won. I think it basically is because they haven't had a coach this good. When they had Bear Bryant in the 50s, if they hadn't been on probation in 56, they'd have gone to the national title game then. So, uh, Or they would have been in the running for it. Only thing I'll add to that, and then I want to go to Barry on this next question, is they still have to overcome the Auburn and Alabama duo. And Oh, it's going to be really tough. But he's, 50, he's, he's 52 years old, Nick Saban's 66. Barry, it. we've got a great Rose Bowl matchup in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. What is your take on USC Ohio State here? How will well, that? Well, you guys, you guys have already uh, poo pooed USC and Ohio State. And Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a a, a a battle of loss. It's it's a great, you know. I'll go back to this. It's a great TV matchup. Yeah, marquee matchup. Marquee matchup. You got a team. Will it sell tickets? 
brand names. I don't know if it'll sell tickets. I'm not. Ohio State fans are Ohio State fans have got to be disappointed, er, right? And everybody's disappointed at, at, at this point. But the the issue is the issue is will it attract eyeballs? And that's what I and I'm telling you. It'll attract plenty of eyeballs, and if, if that's what they were thinking, I talked about. to a Cotton Bowl official at that game, and they said if they got this game, they'd be I think for TV, it's it's a great matchup because this is it's, this it's is a, great, a dream. You know what it is? It's a dream Rose Bowl, and the Rose Bowl's always got great eyes, right? It, well, look, always, but, but you know what it is? It's a great NIT matchup. Is what it is. Well, it also gets you that thing that they always talk about that that, that Brock always went for. Get us a guy, either a yeah. Heisman Trophy winner, they got a, or give us a great quarterback. quarterback. And they got and Sam Darnold is a guy who's considered to have great prospects right. as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, All right. but but uh, getting back to your question, I don't think that it'll draw a lot of attention down here. I mean, I don't think people. Oh no, not, people here will not. If you be don't have a local team, what, what day is the Cotton Bowl this year? Twenty eighth is on the is on Saturday. So it's it? it's before the the semifinal games. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. The, here's the the other thing is. Um, that I want to get to here is Texas is playing in the Texas Bowl against an SEC team, Missouri. Texas A&M is playing in the Belk Bowl oh, against Wake Forest. I know where you're going. Why are these two teams not playing in the Texas Bowl? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I should I should have a better understanding of all the alignments and how that works. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if somebody from Texas or somebody from A&M says no, I don't want to play them. You know, we we did. That's ha- my first suspicion. Well, I, it's got to be. You know, because somebody can make the accommodate. Some bowl can make the accommodation. Some bowl in the state of Texas. Well, why, the Texas why, Bowl has a it has a tex, has a Big Twelve SEC matchup. Right. No, no, I, I get that. I'm, I'm just saying that sometimes it's it's the it's the higher ranked team or whatever. You know, the, right. the, That's how that works. It, clearly, that would have been would have made it for a great uh, Texas Bowl uh, to do that. And why they didn't? And why you want to play in the Belk Bowl? No, no one's going to want to go there. No, Tell us where no the Belk Bowl. Where, where's the Belk Bowl? It's in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, nobody's going to want to go all the way. Over no, there because 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 again, I you know I made this kind of reference earlier. It's the NIT. Right. No, right. Nobody wants to travel to go to the NIT. No. What's your next ball? All right. Last thing. SMU is going is making a bowl trip up the tollway. Yeah. Up the to Frisco. Oh, to Frisco. Frisco. Yeah. Will they, they use? Will, maybe they'll they'll. Take Jerry's helicopter, player by player, up. Wow! They will play Louisiana Tech in the Frisco Bowl. Did, did, did and here's here's the, I guess here's the bigger question now. All right, so Florida State is open. That job is open. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's job is open. Yep. Chad Morris has not landed any of these jobs. Arkansas is open, right? Arkansas, Arkansas is still open, open until and his name and his name has come up for all those jobs. But I think that's just uh, his agent floating his name out there. So has Chad Morris helped or hurt his coaching stock? I, I believe if he had stayed at Clemson and been on a national title winning team, dynastic as team. the offensive coordinator, that he would have had a much better chance. I think you, you go to SMU, you're going to have to win nine or ten games, probably yep. ten. You can't be the Frisco Bowl is not going to get you. No. Tom Herman, he, he goes to Houston, he wins ten, he won eleven in Oklahoma. Games. What did someone do at Houston to get the A and M job? What did Tom Herman do yeah. at Houston to get well, the A and M? Tom job? Herman won the Peach Bowl, right? So you know right. that was that was that looked good on his resume. I tell you what, uh, though, uh, and and this is going to make SMU fans mad, but if you want to keep your coach. If you really like Chad Morris, go to the games. Go to the games. Then you got to get off the boulevard and go to the games. Yep. That is going to be. Now listen, Chad Morris came to SMU to try to get as a stepping stone to a bigger job. I, there's no question about that. Correct. But probably the A and M job, which is now locked up for for the next hundred years. So uh, it, there's no question about that. But 
I know for a fact that he is so mad about the fact that how are you going to bring recruits in there and the place is not even half full? I will say this, okay, and I, I, we talked about this at lunch last week, and then we're we're going to head out of here. This will be the last thing, but we went. I went to the Texas uh, to the SMU UCF game. UCF was an unbeaten team, top fifteen team, homecoming. Took my kids to the tailgating scene on the boulevard. It was amazing. Oh, it's we, terrific. We had been to Arkansas two weeks earlier, and I would tell you that that was a better scene than what I saw in Fayetteville. It's just as good as the one at Ole Miss, what everybody talks about. Oh, it's a, it's it's scenic with the trees, yeah. you know, forming that canopy. It's great. And the then, band comes marching down. And then the game. Wait, wait hang on. And I'm, I'm looking around, and there's all these people, young guys and young girls, with dogs on leashes at these tailgating parties. And I'm like, who's bringing their dogs to a tailgating party? What are they going to do with them when they go to the game? Well, and then I got my answer. They Nobody go goes the into the game. No. They have got to find a way to get people from that tailgating scene into the stadium. How you get those people to take that five-minute walk, I don't know. But if they could... They could create a really nice atmosphere. The stadium's nice. Right. Sure they the could. tailgating scene is nice. Sure they could. You could you could sway some recruits. That grass berm behind the end zone, that's all really nice. But I, they've 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 got to get people into the stadium. I just don't want to hear any complaints from people. People have complained about us at the morning news saying that oh if you you need to cover us. If you people, cover us more often. People complain about us. Well, so you got to be more specific. They'll, they'll, you need to cover us more often. If you cover us more, we'd have a better shot. Listen, you people got to go and you got to fill up this place. Absolutely. And and that is and that is a that is a shame. You got to create you got to create it's a, it's a disgrace. You got to create a home field advantage. Can I be an old man here? Yeah. My first beat at the Dallas Morning News back in the 1980s, I covered SMU football. Right. What did you, Doak, when you covered Doak Walker? No, I, what but did, I covered Eric Dickerson <laughs> Craig, and Craig James. Pretty and good team. Those, those teams were unbelievable. They Pony played. They, they, they played at Texas Stadium yeah. at the time. Yeah. Stadiums were empty, and half the people who came, they, but they were in the SWC, and half the people who came to the games were, didn't draw back. We're in going the, for the other team. Arkansas, A and M, whatever, whatever it was. There, and, and, and but look, TCU has shown that a school that size can attract. And what 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 is it that they've won? Of course, that's a Fort Worth team, right? It's the, and there is still there is still a, a, a stigma between being a Dallas based team well, and a Fort Worth. There's team. more to do. In but Dallas. you're but you're right. You're absolutely right. The the, the 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 disgrace is that you don't walk five minutes off this boulevard to get in that game. If you're not going to do that for your team, right? Well, shame on you. All right, we got we have to run. We got to get the Cowboys and uh and, and and their playoff chances in the upcoming game against the. Rambling wreck that is. The New oh, York I watch. You know, and uh, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> all right, just save it. Okay, are you going to do that all the time with me? Uh, that's all right. We mother, be, may I? Is there a mother? We'll be may back I with Cowboys talk in just a minute. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans. See you.